ALG really saved me. I put all of my success on joining this group. People constantly checking in saved me. I made so many like friends with people that I've never met, but I feel incredibly close to and, and I consider them family. It really is a family. It is a place where you can just be yourself and there is no judgment. There is no shame. You are so welcome there. Nobody has to be in this alone. Everybody is either going through or has gone through the same thing at one point. Let's do this. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the ALG podcast. Really quick at the top of the show, I just asked if you could please five-star rate and review the podcast. Those five-star rates and reviews go a hell of a long way to keep this podcast rolling, so I appreciate it. And uh, all right, guys, it's been a little while. I know that, uh, you know, we skipped an episode. Oh, my God, but we'll make it up. I swear to you. Yes, uh, today, we have a really special guest. We have my man, Mark Silberg, otherwise known as Hack My Keto. And of course, as always, my partner in crime, Fit underscore D-Rock, David Roden. Mark, welcome to the ALG podcast, brother. How we doing? What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me. I'm doing all right. How are you guys doing? So, oh, Mark's uh, going to love this too. And I come back uh, more tan. I just got back from Florida. So I'm just going to say that well, right now. We had, to, we, had to know this, we had to know this morning, end of April. It was not, uh, it was not cool. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. You know, we, we, we had uh, all four seasons today. I was just telling David before. I woke up this morning and it was like just about to hit 60. And then it got up to like 62. And then around two o'clock, the skies opened up and it started to hail and rain. And then it stopped. And then it's like all sunny and nice again. It's, it's very strange. Yeah, no, it was it was cold. It was cold here today. Woke up to snow, which was not pleasant. I think every every Ontario person posted an obligatory snow picture this morning. Like, I saw that. I saw WTF. that. What the fuck? Snow picture this morning. <laughs> April Fool's Day was three weeks yeah. ago. Damn it! Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We're a little late up here. So actually, before we dive deep into your story, Mark, I just wanted to give a big shout out to Gourmet Goes Keto. Yes, I did steal another one of your guests. Yes, we are going to have a better podcast. Okay, let's get it cracking, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> at, least, at least I can swear on this one. I swear a lot. So. Uh, yeah, I know. But Gourmet I always that forget that no Gourmet, no, no swearing on Gourmet sports. Like, fuckity, well, fuck, guess, fuck, fuck, fuckity, fuck, fuckity, fuck, fuckity, fuckity, fuckity. I swear a lot. It's, it takes a lot out of me to not swear <laughs> actually that's actually it's interesting because like when i post all of our videos it says is this meant for children and i'm like no absolutely yeah. <laughs> it is no. absolutely not meant for children but uh you know i accept the mature audience and i feel like you know if you're listening to this you're uh you're a mature audience and if not you know maybe we need to call your parent but anyway yeah. this is all about mark now okay we're burning daylight here We're back mark yeah. Where do we begin? I know that you have an incredible weight loss. Why don't you start us off, tee us off with that? How much are you down? I, I'm down to 100 pounds. 100 pounds, huh? I love it how it kind of came off. It's like, uh, 100 pounds. No, not yeah. like 100 pounds. <laughs> I know, I know. You know, I, I, I actually talk about that a lot, where you know, 100 pounds is a lot. I mean, you look at somebody like John or some of these other guys on here that have lost oh, more than I started with. You know, like as, as a weight, it's always like, oh my God. It's just a hundred pounds, and I gotta remind myself actually, like, fuck, it's a hundred pounds. Actually, you know what? Why don't you do it in kilos then? How many kilos did you lose? Oh my god, you guys, I have no idea. What? Canada's weird. We use pounds and kilometers. We mix up all of our. All of our Wait, machines. I thought Canadian, Canadians use kilometers, and and we they do. They, they, they still they still weigh stuff in pounds. It's we very still weigh strange. stuff in pounds because most of our stuff comes from down there. But I mean, 
I think you guys and like one third world country are the only ones that do that do pallets and files. So yeah, we are. But you at know least what? we don't do stones. Yeah, no, no, yes. yeah. Stones I still don't understand that. I don't get it. Brit- Great Britain, get your shit together. Because stones, no, like, are you kidding me? Are we? Yeah. I think no, it's like 14 and a half, and it's very strange because I'll get those DMs from people from the UK and they'll be like, I'm down three and a half stone. And I'm like, I yeah. think I'm supposed to congratulate you right now, but I'm I don't I don't know. I, I would I would love to know the source of that. Like I gotta go that after. Like dude, somebody probably used to weigh themselves against the stone. Like, yeah, you know, something, something like, the, like the that. The town stone, and this is how much you weigh. <laughs> the town stone. Hold on, come bring it in. Yeah, right. Like, somebody bring the stone. I don't know how much this 13 stones. But anyway, you know, America <laughs> keeping Canada alive since 1776. How are you? Right. Um, <laughs> all right, seriously, yeah. we have to get to Mark's story. All right, Mark, we're back. I don't know. We like, we like to talk about Canada. I, I love Canadians, so. Yeah. Love them. We love talking about Canada. Yeah. Uh, where did it start? It started, uh, let's, let's read this back in. Um, probably like, eight or nine years old, started packing on weight. I was always into the food. Uh, I don't know why. Just food. I was, I was into the food. That sounds like I a drug. Love, <laughs> I, I still love food. Even even now, 100 pounds down, I still love food. Some Canadians are really into hockey, and Mark was into the food. You know, I was, I was <laughs> definitely more than the hockey, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I was into, into food more than, more than hockey. Uh, sort of started, I was always always the biggest kid in the class. I don't, I don't even know when it sort of started. I know... I did Weight Watchers at like 11 or 12 years old. That was probably the first time I realized I was, I was the, the fattest kid in the room. Um, that was that was a fun experience as a 12 year old boy going you know, going to the town. I grew up in a small town, and the Weight Watchers Wave was at like some little town hall thing or, or center. And it was me and like a room full of middle aged obese women. Um, I was I believe the only the only male there, let alone the only young child there. Um, it, it was fun. I, I don't think I was ready to learn sort of what to do. Like I've said that before. I, I I remember going and I remember most weeks the little old lady who knew the way into behind the counter or behind the curtain because in those days you went and it was like an old school scale. Right. Um, she would look at me and be like, "Well, like you, you you gained a pound this week, but it's okay. I know you tried, so we'll just write the same number over and over again." Um, and I don't know. <laughs> I don't actually. Yeah. I mean, she she was trying to be nice to a twelve year old boy who did, probably didn't belong there yet. Um, I don't know how long that went on for, but uh, I definitely didn't lose any weight. And that was sort of the beginning of the end. So, I mean, at that point, then I just got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, I was certainly the biggest kid in the school until I went to high school. Um, and then I thought, great, like I'm the biggest kid in the room. I'm going to go play football and was rudely awakened. I grew up in a small town with a lot of uh, farm boys around that were massive, both some in like, you know, muscular and some that were just fucking massive. huge. Yeah. And I was the smallest kid on the football team in grade nine. And uh, I missed the day they gave out pads. So I played my first season in quarterback pads and got the shit kicked out of me. Uh, <laughs> day in, day out. It was me and one other guy that was little. And, you know, you go, go from being the biggest guy in the room always to just getting your ass handed to you like day after day was, was a bit eye opening. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. And I, I remember, I mean, in all the diets that I could in those days. And I, and I think I, we, I think we can all probably say we all we all knew what to do. We just didn't do it. And I, right. I'm, a pretty, I'm a pretty avid reader, and I'm a, you know, fairly sort of analytical person. And I, and I always knew like I needed to eat less and move more. But who, who the fuck ever did that back then? You know, it just it just didn't happen. And I remember at one point in high school, and probably weighing myself every day by sort of grade eleven or twelve, uh, I saw two ninety nine point eight, and I was like, out. I just don't want to know this, so I put the scale away. Right. And, and I didn't pick it up again for a long 
time. And, and even when I would wait, I would just ignore it. Like I would, I would step on once in a while. I don't actually remember in those days what the number got to, but I was like, I, I'm not going to see 300, so I'm, I'm just going to put this game away. Um, that that went on for a long time, a long time. And, and when I did sort of decide to to try again, really actually try again, I think I started at about 285, which was three years ago, a few weeks ago, actually, was when I started keto. And uh, within a year, dropped 80 pounds. Well, within well a hold year, on. Let, let, let's pump the brakes for a second because you're, you're, you're going through my whole podcast here. I'm not going to have any questions. 15 minutes and we're done. Right? <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Mark, I need you to pump the brakes for a minute, okay? And I'm going to take yeah. it back now. And we're going to go back to... You told me that. I, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> for those that don't know, Mark is heavily involved in the ALG community. And every time this man speaks, he'll say like a whole essay worth of words in two seconds. I'm like, bro chill I, I get going and i and i just he get gets going. he gets fired up he does he gets very fired up <laughs> I, and I love his energy I, I love the energy but i have to i have to put a break on it for a second okay for sure so let's let's rewind and let's yeah. go back to mark uh walking into weight watchers so yeah. what was going well first of all who yeah who, who kind of had who that conversation to have you wait well yeah exactly the weight watchers. Um, i i don't actually remember i mean you know i think every time you go to the doctor they're like well you're you know you're healthy but you're too fat so do something about it now right. now why not from the time I was probably seven or eight until the time I was much, much older, probably 30, 37. Um, and I, I mean, my parents would have had to take it at that point. It wasn't like I was going out looking for weight watchers. I had no idea what that stuff was back then. So, and, and I came from a fairly healthy household. Like my, my entire family is, is, you know, back in those days, we were big boned, um, you know, all of my distant relatives and, and you know, my grandparents, my aunts, aunts and uncles and everybody, everybody was slightly bigger. Um, but you know, I think at that point, I don't know if yet. So my parents are are both vegan, gluten-free, nightshade-free, sugar-free, mostly oil-free at this point. So they drink um, water. Yeah, they, they drink water and eat leaves. I mean, okay, okay. It, yeah. Uh, do they lick walls? Like, what did they do? I, I know, right? Actually, you know what? I want to have your parents on their own episode. I know. That, that, that's a very long story. To talk about, but yeah, they, they are, they are, and they're both uh, super healthy at this point. Uh, so, you know, you can't knock what works. And, oh, 100%. I just that, that sort of taught me as well. Like there's different things that work for different people. That's one of the sort of lessons I took out of this. Like mm-hmm. you know, when I'm doing carnivore for a week and go to sit down and have a meal, it's it's fun. There's literally not a single food item that crosses both that we can share. Um, <laughs> you know, even in those days, you know, one of my my mom's favorite stories is she went to the grocery store and she was shopping and these two guys walked up in suits and, and looked at her and said like what the fuck are you doing? You've been here for an hour and you got four things in your cart. She's like, what do you mean? And like you pick something up and you look at it. And then you put it back. And she's like, I'm looking at the fucking ingredients. And they're like, nobody does that. Nobody does that. This is weird. Nobody, and then this is 30 plus years ago. No, nobody does this. Yeah, 30 um, years ago, you were just you were considered like a zealot at this point. 100%. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, thought she, they thought she was fucking nuts. They thought she was trying to rob the store. I don't know. But like these two guys in suits followed her around for the rest of the day. Um, <laughs> so like, you know, even back then, there was, there was healthy food being served. Uh, and, and I mean, what was considered healthy back then? certainly changed so 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 walk me through that that encounter of weight watchers how how was that for you um and what was going through your mind the first time that you had to go to a weight watchers meeting uh i mean i think i think the first few, few times i was just excited it was something different it was something new um i didn't really know like i said i don't think i was i was mature enough at that point to really know what, what the fuck was yeah. going on when i got there except they were going to sort of teach me to be better um and weigh me in every week and and i don't it was a long time ago. I'm, I'm a little bit older than you guys. And I don't remember, you know, what was going on, except that I would sit there and, you know, in those days, it was, it was 
like a, a TVA sort of meeting. People would stand up and tell their story and talk about the week. Yeah. Sort of like the sort of like the aliens call. And I, I don't except it was all middle-aged women. Yeah. I, I don't recall much of that except that I was very bored. Like I would sit and stare at the walls and I would I would, you know, twiddle my thumbs and play with whatever I snuck in in my pockets, sort of thing, just to just to keep busy. Right. Uh, but they you know, they did sort of teach some of the fundamentals of, you know, eat your vegetables, eat your fruits. Each of proteins, you know, in those days, but I, I don't recall a whole lot of what else went on there, except obviously it didn't stick. Right. Uh, and I and I don't even know. I, I even asked her like, when when was that, and how long did it go for? She she couldn't recall either. But I don't think it lasted a real long time. So was that your one and only? Um, and I'm really sorry to the WW people out there, but was that like your one and only fad diet? Uh, yeah, you're gonna get some hate for that. Oh yeah, I know. No, no, absolutely not. I, I, I think. I tried anything that I could get my hand. Like I said, I was an avid reader. So like in high school, I got into sort of reading, you know, men's health and muscle fitness and some of those those bodybuilding type magazines and, and health and wellness magazines. And I think I tried essentially anything that came across there. Um, the big one that I can remember was Body for Life. I don't know if you guys remember that one. Yeah. Um, it was essentially a at-home bodybuilding competition where you took a before and after and, and they sent, sort of bought the book. And it had, I still actually have it. I should pull it out because I talk about it often. You know, there was, there was, here's how, here's a good, here's all the workouts you can do, here's a long book to track them. Eventually they came out with a cookbook of like, here's some healthy recipes. Um, it was run by a supplement company called EAS, which is not around anymore, but they were huge in those days. And they owned, they owned the magazines that talked about, uh, you know, using their supplements mostly. And I, it was, you know, brilliant sort of marketing for back then. And they ran this competition and I'd see it, I saw it happen once. It's like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to enter this. And, right. I, and I did, and I followed it fairly closely with a gym at the school that I could use. I think that was probably the first time I had any real success. And I don't think I lost a whole lot of weight. I still have a full picture somewhere. I never made it to the afternoon. It was a 90 day contest essentially, but I worked out pretty hard for, you know, 90, those 90 days and, and liked it and, and sort of, well, thought I was doing the right thing and, and ate healthy and took my, you know, meal, it's called a meal prints. I'm not like I mean, at 16 or 17, but I was not eating French fries in the cafeteria with everybody every day for a few months, and it felt good. It, it, it didn't stick. Uh, I did eventually end up working out with a trainer who was a customer of my dad's, who was a, a Mr. Canada competitor. Uh, he opened a personal training in one of the gyms, sort of not far from my house, well, about half an hour from my house. So he, he took me on. I think I sort of credited him now with teaching me the fundamentals of working out and lifting and, and how to do it right. And, and not hurt myself, which has come in handy, you know, in later years. But and, and again, I went, I saw him three times a week. I worked out in between. I definitely gained some muscle, but I I wasn't sort of actively tracking. I was tracking my weight. I can't remember what it was this far. I should look. I'll bet you that logbook. Now that I think about it, probably has it written. I'm going to see if I can find it. I'll bet you that logbook if I can find it has my weight. Yeah. And my workouts were from back then. Definitely. Um, but yeah. And what I, was I, what I, was going I, through I, your mind? Whoa, Mark, Mark. Yeah. I need you to pump the brakes just for a second. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're road running, and I love you to death. I do. (laughs) My boss kicks me under the table. You can't do that for a second. But yeah, just go. I'm just like I'm 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 sitting here. I'm just like, yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, if you guys just sat there quietly for the next hour, I'll try not to. Oh, I'm so aware. I love it. No, no, seriously. I love the enthusiasm and I love everything. And you're going to such detail, but in my head, I'm like, 
oh yeah, he started Weight Watchers, and all of a sudden, like Mr. Olympia of Canada. That's right. And I'm just like, wait a second. We were just we were just Weight Watchers meeting. Yeah. All right. So if I can backtrack, we just guys at home, if they're keeping up, we're gonna we're gonna get it right back on track right now. All right. So you did the Weight Watchers. Weight Watchers wasn't for you, right? Um, you weren't. You didn't. You didn't like the point system, right? I wasn't into it back then. It wasn't making a lot of sense. It wouldn't be four points. Oh, what well, was it then? Oh, that was the suggested like. Yeah, it was like here's here's the deal system. There was no right. points. Yes. So then you do this this fitness competition. Yep. Right. Yep. And and you 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 had lost a significant amount of weight. I don't know about significant weight, but I had definitely put on some muscle. Um, that was really good. So you were toning up. I was I was just getting bigger in a good way. Yes. Okay. Cool. Now you're being taken on the wing by Mr. Canada. Yep. All right. What was that like? Um, that was that was really fun. I enjoyed that a lot. He, like I said, he he sort of taught me the fundamentals. He was very strict. Sort yep. of. Uh, these are the rules for for lifting weights, and this is how you do it without getting injured. And this is how you do. And it about properly. how how old were you here? Um, I seventeen or eighteen, maybe. Okay. Yeah, somewhere around there. I was driving myself in the car, so I was had my license. So I was older than sixty, but yeah, probably seventeen or eighteen. And you're still playing football at this point? I was, I was. Yeah, I was terrible. Terrible. But how? But how was that? How? The thing is, like, how, was, how does it feel to be like be the big guy but not big? Like that. Uh, it, like I said, I well, I got I got this chick again, and I, and I will say part of it was he also had this sort of sadistic, never left high school gym coach who taught the football team for most of the time I was there. And, you know, we would have entire practices where instead of playing football, we would run suicides uh, at the five yard line for three hours because somebody just somebody forgot to wear their cleats or something, so the whole team would run suicides for a week. Like he was, <laughs> he was terrible. I, I can say until until he left, which was my fourth year playing, so my second to last year in high school. Up in here, we had five years of high school back then. Uh, he, he, I learned nothing about football. I put the pads on. I went out. I, I had fun of me. I, I can honestly say, I, half the time I didn't fuck. I was like, oh, it's just out there to get my, my ass kicked. Right. <laughs> so after working out with uh, Mr. Olympia, Mr. Canada, yeah, uh, that's what I'm gonna call. Um, where did your journey take you next? Because I know that you didn't start keto when you were 17 years old. No, no. Um, I think then it just took me to as bad as I got. <laughs> okay, so 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 this is really where the where it comes into play. Yeah, I mean there was there was ups and downs where I, I mean I was just you know, eat healthy. I, I had a roommate for a few years when I first started working at sort of 22, 23, and she was a big girl too. So you know we would we would go out and do a healthy grocery shop and healthy for a week, and then we go to the on the way home from the groceries and stuff, we get McDonald's because we were too tired to cook. So it was like, and we, I think a lot of people do, but we, we would eat a healthy sort of Monday to Friday, Monday to Thursday. And then we would both go our own separate way on the weekends and just sort of, you know, binge ourselves to death on terrible food. All right, this, this is where I got to pause because this is where I got to <laughs> talk dirty to me. What, what it was like, what was this like? So, so you, you ate good Monday through Thursday, which is how so many people live. I'm going to, yep. Hey, if I eat good on Monday through Thursday, then like yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I can kind of just relax and I'm going to be healthy. Yeah. Yeah. What, what was that? What was that like for you? Um, that, that was sort of, it was a lot of fast food in those days. You know, I was commuting a lot back and forth. I was living in Toronto. All my friends were still an hour away. So I was commuting a lot back and forth. So it was a lot of, a lot of stopping for fast food and drive throughs uh, anything I could put in my mouth, essentially. Um, we, we also, I remember that same roommate had like a, a kettle corn popcorn maker. 
And oh. we also like pounds and pounds and pounds of popcorn. That, that was a big one. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, well, there was a smart pot back then. It was low cal and as much as you know, she thought she was being healthy, so she would make pounds and pounds and pounds of popcorn and we would eat every last kernel, right? <laughs> oh. nothing, went, nothing went to waste in that environment, that's for sure. So, yeah, it was, it was a lot of junk food and candy and, and fast food. Okay. But, so, this yeah. is where you find yourself at your highest weight? Um, yeah, I, I was definitely sober at that point. I don't think I was weighing myself. Uh, I don't even think I had a scale in those years. And I, I had decided at one point, I remember this, you know, and I think we can all, everybody's story has those like, all right, you know, I'm going to get healthy this week and do it for a month. And, and you have some progress, whether you're trying to be not, and you sort of fall off. And I, I remember it during that, that span of probably 22 to 26 or 27, I don't remember exactly when I decided I was going to get healthy and I was going to be a runner. The runners were always thin. And I decided to start running. And, and I had some success with the trail that ran past my apartment that sort of went on. To infinity it's not a really long trails i would go out three four times a week and for jog and uh, you know i don't think my eating you know i'd eat monday to friday still so it would feel good and then i'd, I'd go run some kilometers i don't think i got up to about a 5k i had a co-worker who wanted to run a 5k race and he went in a 5k <laughs> it was terrible my first 5k was actually running on the suit it was a rainy day running around the animal pens which fucking stunk <laughs> and it was slippery, and it was all hills, which we weren't ready for. And you know, it was terrible. But you know, what? it felt great to finish it with my first ever. It sounds super pig. Canadian. I just want to. That just sounds so Canadian. There's, there's pigs and hills. <laughs> yeah, there's pig shit everywhere. Shit everywhere. I guess I gotta say, re- respect to Michael, but the idea of running my way to losing 200 plus pounds, not nah, that just does not sound fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I thought I thought it was gonna work, and, I, and again, I had. To a 5k and then at 280 almost 300 pounds i was running a 5k not any sort of fast time i was i was i felt good about doing it um and then at some point you would get busy and that stops and you just sort of fall off and again i don't think i i was tracking or keeping track of any of my weights at that point i mean if i was it was on this paper tape to my door it's long right. gone, so that's really what that's what I find fascinating about your story so far. It seems like everything up until this this previous hundred pounds the of keep through keto everything was fitness focused it was uh, like the yeah. Mac, other than, I mean, whatever you want to call 12 year old doing yeah. Weight Watchers, but like everything other than that was your, uh, your focus was always, all right, I'm going to go run. All right. I'm going to go phys- some physical activity, but you wouldn't necessarily touch the, the nutrition side of, of change. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I think looking back that, that I thought I was eating healthy mm-hmm. and, and, and potentially at some of those points in my life, I probably was at least what yeah. was again you know healthy what is healthy and what isn't just sort of wax and wane over oh the my years. gosh you know, which it changes all the time for sure. keto um, yeah exactly. keto, <laughs> keto, yeah keto, keto would blow, blow where is it that would be ridiculous but i think at some points i probably was healthy i probably helped and, and at other times i wasn't and, and like i said a healthy monday to friday doesn't undo you know mcdonald's four times a day on Saturday, which just happened at McDonald's. That's, that sounds about right. Yeah. It was one of those days. Breakfast was at McDonald's, lunch was at McDonald's, dinner was at McDonald's, and I with the boys after. You went with the trifecta McDonald's. I don't think I've ever actually done yeah. trifecta. Well, it was four times. It was four, four times. You did, a, you did a quad McDonald's in a day. Yeah. I, I remember I remember that day. So if it's one of those days that stands out, it's like, fuck up. I don't think I could do it. I, I'd at least put T-Bell t- t- or something else in there. I wish. That's Not impressive. You guys have T-Bell, right? I was about to say that. You probably don't have T-Bells. Yeah, they're disappearing. And it's not as good as yours here. The American Taco Bell is is a treat when I come down there. I'll usually have it. 
because wait really it's better yeah why was it more, more options we get we get very standard options up here you guys get cool stuff and then we get it a year later all right one of my guilty pleasures when i come down to the states it's oh just, yeah <laughs> it really is and then yeah. then you got timmy hose yeah yeah i mean timmy so I, where i grew up was actually where tim martin started and there's one on literally every corner. He, he actually really? knows tim yeah he knew tim <laughs> <laughs> timmy hose guy but like come on he's a little bit more up before my fucking time <laughs> <laughs> all right so take us into actually, hold on really oh, I, wait yep. really quick wait hold on i actually awesome. did just find out that you guys have different oreos than we do like your your oreos are like a little bit bigger like really yeah really? yeah 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 because i'm i'm just like just into stupid facts like this so are you fucking poor on now well, yeah. Are you so poor? Yeah. So your Oreos are actually just a little bit bigger in width, and well, I don't know how you would measure a fucking Oreo, but diameter. Yes, yeah, diameter. Come and on, man. They're they're the cream is thicker and it's less sweeter than the American Oreo. I mean, I think everything up here is less sweet than. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Everything has less sugar in it. The rest of the world than America. Okay. So so yeah. what I mean when I mean sweet, it um your guys has more of a tang to it. Yeah. Then it, I, then I, it, then I, sweet. I, I can see that. Yeah. Yep. So, random knowledge of the day brought to you by John Arpino and stuff. Like my bread and butter is, is useless. Oh, me too. Oh, useless information. I am the king of. I'm gonna start my own podcast about. Sorry, David. About useless information. No, let's do it. That's not. Oh, like, I'm totally terrible. down. Did but anyway. you know that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's now a great. Oh, you know. Wow. We're gonna know where Stone, we're gonna know where Stone came from. Can you can you please please someone in one of you two know tell me where that comes from? Well, I mean Biggie's if you don't know now you know, but I don't know. No, that that phrase just like that. No, no, I don't know. What did you say? I was busy talking over you. Did you know that? And then it's like and they talk about it. And then it's now you know. No, I don't nope. know that one. It no. came from Bill Nye the science guy. It was in every episode. I don't know if I've right. ever seen an episode of Bill. Oh, I have. No, I have. But anyway. Gosh. All right. Now we're back. We're back. We're back. All right. Take us. This has been the most interesting episode of the KLG podcast ever created. Yeah. And I love it. Um, so, Mark, yeah. when did you uh, discover keto and how did you discover keto? I know you're going to ask that. I don't actually fucking know. And it drives me All right, crazy. cool. So the whole podcast is Man, we're done. All right, guys. And, re- and recording. It was a pleasure. Uh, Peace. I've been asked that before. Like I said, I, I, and I've thought about it like long and hard before I did my first ever podcast. Like, they're going to ask where I found keto, but I, I don't fucking know. Um, I just don't know. I just <laughs> woke up one day and I was like, I am ketogenic now. Yeah, let's do it. Um, no, I, I started like I think a lot of, a lot of keto keto people did with with whole 30 so a co-worker decided to do whole 30 okay. and she was like hey i was like hey what's that i'm i'm, I'm interested i'm fat let's let's all right cool teach me about whole 30 because i have no idea what that is you know whole what whole 30 is? is nope seriously google much no um whole 30 is paleo sort of yeah it's oh is it oh okay. yeah whole 30 is paleo more than a, more than a weight loss diet but they essentially it's dairy-free wheat-free grain-free um sort of whole foods don't eat junk don't eat sort of one of their tenants paleo. is like, don't, don't, paleo. Pancakes. Okay. Paleo. Paleo. pancakes are still pancakes. Like don't eat banana pancakes, eat fucking real food. And you sort of eliminate everything except vegetables and meat and fruits. You can eat all vegetable the meats and fruit and fruit yeah. and nuts. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, it's good though. I, you know, I, I dropped a little bit of weight, which is not the point of it, but that's what we all used it for. Um, it felt good. So I sort of realized that I, that I enjoyed it. My problem was 
it's a 30 day cycle and nobody reads the last half of the book that says how you come off of the 30 days. So on day 31, I ate a large pizza and I had wings, I think it was um, <laughs> for, for lunch and dinner, right? Like that was, you know, Hey, great. I mean, I made it, I made it a month without all this junk. Now I want to go eat it. And the weight comes right back on. You feel shitty again. And I went through a couple of cycles of whole 30 because I knew I felt good. So I, I finished it. I, Binge for a week. Did you, did you finish the other half of the book the second time you went around? Or no, of course not. Who does? Oh, that? okay. I, mean, I, I read, I read it, but it was still. It was, I made it thirty days. Fuck you guys. I'm, I can eat what I want. <laughs> I did your shit. Like now, give me my food. Um, did you? That's what we call the diet roller coaster. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. But I knew I felt good, so I did it a few times. I did a few thirty day cycles, actually a sixty day cycle once. And somewhere at the end of that, I found keto, and it was probably on Google. It might have been on Reddit. It might have been. I honestly, I, I, I racked my brain how I didn't just invent keto. So I must have seen it somewhere. I, probably just in invent- an article. I invented it without anybody knowing it. I know, right? I accidentally invented another great, like this program. What I is think. this feeling? This must be ketosis. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel good. What is this? Um, no, so I, 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 I remember reading about it and being like, I mean, I'm going to do this tomorrow. I'm not, I'm not a wait until Monday sort of guy to do things, most things. So I, I, I don't even know what day I started. I, like I said, I was th- I had three years keto sometime in March. And I actually, I just realized I forgot to even post about it on my Instagram because I don't know the date. I don't have this sort of anniversary. <laughs> All right. So, you know what? I've totally figured out why your name is now Hack My Keto because this whole thing has just been one big cheat code and you have no answer to how any of this stuff. Kenobi code, the Kenobi code. Just in my yeah. Head. The Kenobi yeah. code. <laughs> my man went L1, R1, R2, L2, up, down, up, down. No, up, down, up, down, left, right, right, yeah. yeah, start. Come on. Did I mention I'm also a nerd? Like, I love you. I, I do. I love you. I'm coming to Canada, and we're hanging out. Yeah, we're hanging out for sure. We're ever allowed to go to Canada. I, I used to come to work like three times a year for New York. I went to New York for work three times a year. The oh, really? That may happen again. I'll come find you guys. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you can't find Dave because he's stuck in stupid states, but I'm more okay. than happy to come hang out. You know? I'm coming. I'm coming to see you guys next time I come down. Definitely, Michigan is right, basically so, Canada, so it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is. it's like it's like Canada's ball sack, basically. You know? <laughs> Our armpit, Canada's armpit. I like ball sack. <laughs> yeah, ball Canada's sack. hand. It's a hand. It's a hand. It's the best episode of the podcast. <laughs> why, why? This is always my mind. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Hammer down. Bring us into the keto. You yes. figured this out through paleo indirectly. So, you basically created keto without knowing you created keto. Accidentally created keto. Okay. Um, no, so I, I read I read somewhere. I obviously read somewhere about keto, and, and I I like meat and I like cheese and I like fatty things that taste good and bacon and avocados and that's sort of I think how a lot of keto people start is like shit. I can eat bacon and avocados and cheese all day long. Like yeah. fucking up. Yeah. Um, so I started the next morning, which was, was probably like a Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever. I, I don't. I was like, all right, I'm in tomorrow. I'm gonna empty my cupboards. I'm gonna start this keto thing, right. and I, and I felt good. I like I googled a bunch of recipes. I think for the first sort of six to eight months, I didn't eat anything that wasn't you know meat, cheese, or a keto recipe. I googled online somewhere that somebody had already worked out with the macros for me and had a you know I don't even think I was I wasn't tracking even that closely at that point because I didn't know I I didn't know any of that existed. I was just gonna eat keto, and and I felt fucking good like almost right away, and the weight started just pouring off. And and for me, I, I had said funny it's actually with the trip to New York. I knew I knew I was going to New York for work. So I said, hey, if I can do this for 30 days, I can have a cheat day. And my cheat day, it ended up being six weeks because I was coming to New York. And I was like, I, I when I'm in New York, I, I stay actually in New Jersey. Um, 
and we work in the middle of fucking nowhere, New Jersey. And I know for a fact the only thing that they can bring in for lunch because the only thing that's open on a Saturday is this one sandwich shop. And then there's good sandwiches, but there's literally, I can't even Uber anything else. I can't even drive anywhere else. There is literally nothing. We're in Carlstadt. There is nothing the fuck there uh, <laughs> in those days. So I was like, you know what? It's going to be a pain. I'm going to work 18 to 20 hour days. I'm just going to not eat keto. Like that's going to be my goal. If I can get to, to this four weeks, which was six at that point, I'm just going to have a good time. You know, let's see. Let's see what happens. And, and I made it there. I will not tell you the story of my first cheat night, which was at, uh, what the hell's it called? Mary Vitali's place, uh, Eatly. Yeah, uh, right, Eatly. My, right down my one Liberty. Um, I had a pizza, a five course pasta tasting menu, and dessert. Oh, you did the five course tasting menu? Did it was you like, like five it? Course delicious. Yeah. Okay. And they, the bathroom was out of order. And I almost didn't make it back to the hotel room. Which was too long. <laughs> oh, you had the shits. Oh, it was, yeah. It, it fucked me up. And and I remember going into my into the hotel room and I had work to do and it was late at night. And I sat down with my laptop on my lap and I woke up four hours later with my laptop still on my lap. Not even plugged in. I was like out fucking cold and, and not feeling good. But my you know, man like, had the itis. Like I, I, and I didn't know it at the time. I definitely have some, some binge eating tendencies. And... It's dark in here. Um, I thought, I thought, no, no joking around. I thought like a wild moose was about to bust through your room right now, or something mad Canadian, a grizzly bear, or something was about to take you. We do fight grizzly bears. I know we've talked about this before. Polar bears. Um, yeah, so I made it. I made it to six weeks. I, I ate the fuck out of everything that weekend. Like you name it, I I ate it. Uh, in the Oculus, there's a, there's a, a bakery that makes really tasty things, and I think I ate all of them. I probably every morning I'd wake up on the way to the office and, and I would grab as many pastries as I could carry and eat them on the on the path going across uh, to to where I get an Uber on the other side to take me out to the middle of nowhere in New Jersey and come back and then I would wander around Manhattan and eat until I wanted to vomit and you know for me that worked well because that, that's you know Sunday night or Monday morning I get on a plane I come home and I was back on track and I could I could switch back to all right keep we're, we're back to keto. And that went on for about eight months. I had a, I had a cheat day, which was probably a weekend every single time, uh, eight times, and was down just over 80 pounds. And then realized, like, why, why the fuck am I doing this to myself? I feel like I'm going to die by the time I'm done. It's not good. And I decided to, to stop doing that. <laughs> and um, I do still have, obviously, carb days. And, and I sort of allow myself to eat things. And, and occasionally allow myself to, even, to have sort of a binge day of just eat whatever the fuck I want. but it's now very much more controlled and very much more planned. Right. But anyway, again, I'm jumping ahead. But back back then, so 80, 80 pounds in about eight months, I, it was ridiculous. Literally, the weight fell off of me. I got some pictures from back then. I was just just before I started keto, I, I'd be in Minneapolis for work because um, I have a team there, and was so excited to find a triple X dress shirt with short sleeves. You like literally, I have some pictures that I posted before and after. And I, my face doesn't look excited, but like I was excited because just I couldn't find that size up here. I couldn't find it anywhere. And I wanted some short sleeve dress shirts for work. And, you know, eight months later, I'm now wearing the same shirts down 80 plus pounds. And was sort of at that point, like, I'm not buying new clothes. Cause, like, I'm still losing weight. I'm not going to waste the money here. So I'm wearing these shirts that are, like, fucking tense on me. And it took a, a while before some friends were finally like, dude, you need new fucking clothes. You look ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> you look like a clown. Stop coming to work like this. <laughs> uh, so, and, and I mean, in that, in that time, it was a lot of fun. I had my coworkers and I was like, what are you doing? I'm on in. So I had to sort of like, we call them the keto cult. 
in, in the office and sort of between friends and coworkers, and everybody wanted in and they wanted to know how to do it. And they jumped on and sort of not formally meet, but you know, we wandered the halls to see each other and you know, hey, you on track, how you doing? You know, what's right. the weight at? lose some weight this week? And we had a fun time for, for that first sort of year. So what was your mindset really, you know, you see the results from keto. So what's going through your mind? Like, is this something that at the time you thought you could stay on forever? Like, was this the lifestyle choice that, Hey, I finally found it. Yeah. hundred, hundred percent. I think once I was down 80 pounds and, and feeling good about it and not struggling, I was like, the fuck didn't I know about this earlier? I want to tell everyone. I right. literally want to tell everyone. That's how I think I ended up with this sort of like the keto cult of, of people following me and, and sort of helping me out and us helping each other because I just wanted to talk about it all the fucking time. That's all I talked about. <laughs> I literally all I talked about was trying to try to uh, essentially all I talked about. That one so officially, years. how long are you on keto? Three years. like Yeah, just oh, over three years. Just over three years. That's incredible. Yeah, it took me. It took me probably another so eighty pounds in eighty months. It took me probably another eight months to get those last twenty off. Um, just for I had a five month doll at one point, which was sort of mentally debilitating, but I stuck with it. Was it calories based, or what was the? Um, yeah, I was doing no no working out and no movement for those first eight months at all. It literally, I sat on the couch at night and the weight melted off, and I decided I needed to, to start working some some movement uh, back into in some way, and I had some. 10 pound and 15 pound dumbbells in the house. So I sat on my ottoman and I in bed. I go back downstairs and watch the TV and I do, you know, shoulder press and push ups and, and curls sitting on the ottoman in front of the TV for, you know, an hour. <laughs> and I did that for a few months before I decided I finally needed a gym membership and get some real weights. I need a real gym membership. But yeah, it was, it, it was, it was a hundred. I, I think it was, it was likely too many calories. Um, I think I also sort of hit like a set point And just at that point, I, I hadn't even discovered Instagram the whole sort of weight loss in the keto community. So it was just me and you know, Dr. Google and trying to figure out what was, going, what, was going, what was going on. And, and I I think it was, it, my body had just sort of become adapted to where I was at and, and I needed something to sort of get me going. And, you know, I, uh, so yeah, I, I was like, I was tracking that. So I was like, too many calories or at least the maintenance sort of calories. Right. So Mark, what is the next chapter in your journey right now? Like, what are you doing? You're doing maintenance with keto right now. Um, yeah, it's it's maintenance. And and I think maintenance is, is almost as tough as losing, if not tougher for me. Absolutely. Uh, the, the losing part seemed, seemed to be easy. And, and that's very sort of, you know, rose-colored colored goggles looking back at, at how, you know, it was obviously a struggle there. It was almost two years of constantly being in a calorie deficit and, and working out hard. Uh, maintenance is, is fucking hard. It's, it's a mind fuck to be like, yeah, I mean, like I could, Making the kids dinner the other day, like, yeah, I can have a few fries. And then, like, 10, minute, 10 minutes later, I can have a plate, you know, one at a time. Like, yeah, one fries is okay with right now. I was like, fine. I can do that, but I'm going to feel shitty still tomorrow. And now I go start again. I'm like, so dealing with that is is certainly a bit of a mindfuck that I'm and, still struggling and with. Ha and how, how has keto affected um, your lifestyle around you? Not just you in particular, but like, you know, your kids and whatnot. Um, they, they find it funny to make me eat things they know have sugar in it. They like to try and feed me sugary things. They know I don't eat sugar. It's sort of my youngest is three. She doesn't really probably doesn't, doesn't understand. And neither does my six year old what keto is, except they understand I don't eat sugar. So they and they know when they're eating sugar. They you know, daddy wants some. Like, no. Oh, it's got sugar. Eat some, eat some, eat some. So we, we do that a lot. Um, other, other than that, I think, you know, my like I said, my parents are, are very different sort of lifestyle. 
And at the beginning, they were apprehensive when I was showing up with like a plate full of fat and meat and you know, doing that at the dinner table. And my dad told me like probably a year in, he's like, you know, when you started this shit, I was uh, I was not into it. I was like, what the fuck, you're gonna die? Like this is stupid. And he's like, and then he's like, but you know what? I, you can't argue with the results. Like they are they are ridiculous. And I started sort of educating people on not, not just the weight loss, but the the type two diabetics who can benefit the PCO, PCOS, the you know fatty liver, non fat non alcoholic fatty liver, and all these sort of conditions that are are done much better. And my dad is fairly empirical, like I am. Like he wants data. And my A one HC went from essentially diabetic to to nothing. My cholesterol went from you know my doctor started to talk statins. To she sees me now, she's like, I don't want to see you anymore. I'm not going to fight you. Um, right. That's like, crazy. Blood pressure's down. Like, but I thought, the- but I thought, if you ate a bunch of fat, your cholesterol goes up. Right, right. I mean, that's that. <laughs> my parents are both pharmacists too. I didn't mention that. So, like, my dad is on. Oh no, shit. Okay. Yeah, he's he's on a stand because he has some heart problems, um, and even he hates it at this point. He's like, I, I would rather not be on it. Right? Like, it's, this this seems like a better option than going on a drug you're going to take for the rest of your life. Yeah. Yep. You know, yeah. So, so if you had an N1 stigma behind keto, what would it be? Uh, just like they just said, you're going to have heart attack because you right. that. Honestly, people look at the diet and look at this this high fat lifestyle of 75, 80% fat, and they're like, oh my gosh, you're going to get cholesterol and die. And like, I can I can show in the numbers my cholesterol went from, from through the fucking roof to my doctor now doesn't want to see me unless I'm dying. Like, unless I have a medical emergency of some sort, she's like, don't come back. I'm just, you know, and, and oddly enough, so she, she, we had this conversation about, you know, my, my A1HC, I think it was a 6.4, and she's like, hey, if you hit a 6.5, we're talking insulin, so, like, go do something, and then the next visit, it was still a 6.4, but she starts talking statins, and she pulls out the little chart and says, like, you're here, but if you move, like, one more box to the right, your cholesterol numbers, I'm putting you on a statin so you don't have a heart attack and die, to sort of fast forward eight months later, I show up now, and she's like, what in the fuck? <laughs> I've, seen, I've been seeing her for, like, 20 years. This year delivered my children, and you know, so she knows me pretty well. I know all the whole lot of school people. The nurses were like, What the hell? Like, what happened to you? Like, that first weigh in on the next physical, the nurse was like, I think my, my I think I got the wrong chart. This is, this is, <laughs> um, and, and she ended up, she, she's like, what, what are you doing? And I explained it, and she's like, Well, you know, I sort of eat that way already. I can low carb, I can eat my fat, I can low carb. Um, send me some links, and I sent her a bunch of, of info. And I saw her again a few months later at one of the appointments. She's like, Hey, I read all that stuff. Uh, my husband's on keto now. And I was like, all right. You know, so at that point, she, she didn't give a shit what I was doing. So luckily, I, I, you know, she was pretty supportive. As long as the weight was coming off and my, my numbers were going down, she was, she was supportive of it. And she continues to be supportive of it. You know, That's awesome, man. Three no, years later, which, which is good. You're making everyone drink the uh, keto Kool-Aid. I, I love it. I, I, I love one of my favorite things is when new people message me like on, on Instagram or, or in real life come up to me and say, like, what, what did you do and how do I do it? And I love coaching people like through, this is what keto is. This is how it works. This is the science behind it. This is, this is why you should try it. And here's, here's how to get started. I, I fucking love it. That's one of my favorite things. Awesome, man. All right. So Mark, unfortunately, we do have to start wrapping this bad boy up. But before yeah, we let you go, um, I do have a series of questions that I would love for you to answer. So are you ready for those questions? Yeah, let's do it. All right, Mark, if you could go back in time. And talk to the eleven-year-old version of yourself before you did the Weight Watchers, before you did the keto, before you joined, you know, Canadian Mister Olympia. Um, what would you go and tell yourself? Buy Apple shares. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. <laughs> you want the like questions now? I respect it. I respect <laughs> it. No, I, that's I the best I, answer we've gotten by the that's, way. Yeah, I respect yeah. that one. 
I, I don't think I don't think eleven or twelve year old Mark would be ready to hear anything. Uh, I don't even think twenty or thirty year old Mark would be ready to hear. You know, hey, if you can if you can do keto, you're gonna lose all the weight and you're gonna feel good. I, I don't think uh, it's a mindset at some point that has to switch where you sort of you know we we'll call it hit rock bottom, I guess. Right. And you just need to be in the right mindset to do something. And and I think one one of the things if I if I had to tell somebody to start maybe not a 12 year old Mark because he needs to buy Apple stocks, but, um, you know, don't stop, like try keto, but give it a month, give it two months. If it doesn't work, pivot, like do something else, but don't, don't do it for a week and then just give up for six months. Cause that's what I did. I would do something for a week and then three months later, I'd be up 30, 40 pounds to try it. Like shit, I got to start to do it. Um, give it, give it enough time to, to see if it works for you and then switch to something else. I'm, I'm, I love change and sort of chaos. So if like one thing doesn't work, do something else. Like you'll find something that works for you. Something there's, there's always something. Yeah, no, I love that. So my my next set of questions is for you actually kind of intertwine with that one. <laughs> excuse me. <coughs> Damn. Uh, excuse me about that. Um, three pieces of advice for those listening at home. They don't have to be weight loss related. They don't have to be keto related. Uh, one, never stop learning. That's one of my sort of tenets. I read a lot. I, like I said, I'm a, I'm a, I was a fan nerdy kid for a lot, a lot of my life, so I had a lot of time to, to read and, and study things. Uh, never never stop learning. Like even in the keto space, I'm, I'm constantly reading new material, new studies, things that are coming out. And somebody posted something the other day about an actual study with exogenous ketones, and that's something that interests me. I went and looked it up and read this, you know, 60-page medical study. Like, it just is interesting. So never, never stop learning. Um, consistency would be number two. I have learned, certainly learned in the last three years that being consistent in whatever it is you're doing, uh, it, it sort of makes all the difference. My, my, I, my friends here call me Mr. Consistency these days because, you know, when I, I, I just say I'm too stubborn to stop something. Uh, it's more stubborn than I am smart, so I'll start something and I, I just have to see it through. But stay, stay consistent, you know, sort of whatever, life, weight loss, work, whatever, just be consistent. Um, and a third piece of advice, I don't know, I only got two. Uh, joining LG. Sorry, oh, I like hey. that one. That was perfect. <laughs> I think no. I think that 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 goes to a broader topic of like find like people. Um, again, for with the, whether it's weight loss or, or work or any interest you have, I, I didn't find the Instagram keto and weight loss community until a year into my sort of journey. Right, and I was struggling at that point. I was down almost you know the hundred pounds, and you know was already at the gym most days. And I remember I literally. I decided to create Hack My Keto because I was sitting at the gym on a, on a fly machine looking at one of those signs that says, like, you don't start today, when are you going to start, or something like that. It's my first post on Instagram, and I read it and said, like, like yeah, I'm going to get on here, and, and it was life-changing, finding a group, especially up here. I'm in the Toronto area. There is a huge keto community. Um, we did meetups prior to COVID. We get together at least once once every couple months. We have weddings. We do all sorts of things. It was nice to be able to find those people to focus your energy like I said, at that point, all I was talking about was, you know, so it was nice to find people to talk to them about, you know. So, yeah, find that support group. It's, it's pretty important. So, Mark, where can people find you on social? Uh, on yeah, Hack My Keto on Instagram, one word, H-A-C-K-M-Y-T-E-T-O. Um, I'm there far more than I probably should be considering I work uh, 80 to 100 hours a week. I spend probably the same amount of time on, on there. Um, I'm occasionally on, on Facebook, but I don't really do any sort of, of my just some of the some of the keto groups on there but uh instagram's the best place to find me always well my brother i appreciate you being on the show today it was an absolute pleasure um we need to have you back on because there's so much more stuff that we really need to dive deeper into 
um, you know, I wanted to talk, I wanted to talk about your kids because you're an incredible dad, which I need to say before we log off of here, Mark is yeah an incredible human, incredible dad. He's an incredible leader in the keto community. So again, thank you for being on today. Uh, guys, as always, we appreciate you listening in. If you could please five-star rate and review the show, we really appreciate it. Uh, the ALG uh, journal is available on Amazon. You will find the link in the bottom of this video some way, somehow. I'm not the technical guy. David is, and hopefully he edits the podcast. And I think... Edit the podcast? Yeah, podcast. Yeah, thank you. Whatever. Are we done? Do you have anything else? Do we get all our shit in? Doodles. All right. Peace. Wait, 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 damn it. Stay beautiful. Stay sexy. Stay accountable. Okay, now we can leave.